going through the book of Acts um, all the way through. Um, in the middle of the book, it picks up in where, um, where basically the narrative hands the ball off to, to Paul in his uh, missionary journeys. He's, um, he, he's uh, started off going just kind of around the near area of the Mediterranean, and then uh, second journey went further. Now he's on his third um, journey um, all the way through, uh, through Asia, um, East Asia, and, um, and uh, is continuing that same format, right? He goes into a city, he preaches the gospel. He, he first goes to a synagogue, meets the Jews, preaches the gospel there. Some of the Jews believe. And, um, and right, so kind of the, the, the same narrative plays out, right? He goes to a new city. Um, and we've been kind of seeing in, in a lot of ways, right, kind of the, the Jewish response, how, he's, how the, the, the nature of the Jewish identity has, um, has, um, is being confronted and challenged, right, with, with the gospel. And now um, we are seeing a, uh, um, a, a new, um, he's uh, particularly um, how, how the gospel um, uh, engages and transforms cultures. Um, I didn't want to start off with this illustration, but as soon as I read the passage today, I just, I just couldn't help it. I was like, I got I to gotta go with it. It's cheesy. Every pastor does it, but we've, we just got to do it. But I'm going to make a Star Wars illustration, all right? Everyone knows Star Wars. We, we got to go with it because as soon as I read it, it just hit me. And so um, uh, it, it struck out. And I tried to think of something else, but um, this is just, it, I just kept coming back to it. Star Wars. And then, um, so if, if you're familiar with the first Star Wars movie, right, there's an evil empire, Darth Vader's um, reigning over the galaxy. And then Luke comes and meets up with Han Solo. They join the rebels. And then they deal a, they deal a striking blow to the Death Star. You know, they don't completely destroy it, but they blow up like maybe a third of it. They at least prevent the Death Star from blowing up other planets. And so they neutralize the enemy's power for the time. And then the, um, the, uh, the, the first movie ends on this very victorious note, like, oh, da, 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 da. and like every, you know, they, 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 they had this amazing victory um, over, um, over, the, over the, the, the evil empire. And then what's the next movie? Call it out. What's the next movie? The Empire Strikes Back. That's the name of my title, of my sermon title right here, that the Empire Strikes Back, because I couldn't think of anything better. That's exactly what's happening here. Um, in the second movie, right, um, the, the, the evil forces reconvene. Darth Vader comes out and, you know, gets his, all of his goons and hunt down uh, Han Solo and capture him and freeze him. Uh, he cuts off Luke's hand and, you know, deals with devastating news that I'm your father. And he has this, now, now he's in Luke's mind. And now the movie just ends on this real, like, sour note, right? And so basically kind of the thrust of the second movie is, right, the Empire, like, makes a comeback and, you know, is, is, is counterattacking. And the, the good work that the rebels and Luke and all that trying to do is, is they, right, they get pushed back into a corner. And what are they going to do? Right, and then that's where the third movie uh, brings the conclusion. Um, so, in the same way, we're seeing the same, the same um, kind of the same idea play out in the city of Ephesus. So, Paul has come to this great city, um, Ephesus, and he actually gets to minister there for like a good amount of time. He actually gets to um, spend about two years um, reasoning in the halls and talking with the. Uh, 
Um, he, he spends about three months with the Jews, and they're like, no, we don't want you. So he goes, fine, I'm going to preach to the Gentiles, and spends, gets about a good two years of just like teaching the word, um, uh, speaking with, uh, preaching the gospel to Gentiles. And we're seeing like a massive um, revival in the city. You're seeing um, uh, um, just demons being exercised. We're seeing, um, we're just seeing uh, massive uh, book burning and, and magic arts um, artifacts just being uh, being thrown into the fire. And we're just seeing basically the the all of the the spiritual forces of darkness right just being just being whooped right you see you see god just doing amazing things as paul is and his disciples are just just focusing on on preaching the message of the cross of preaching christ and 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 testifying to the lordship of jesus and all of these things are happening as a result of them just staying focused on what they're supposed to do um and so in the same way so we see this uh massive uh, revival happening and things are so going so well to the point where Paul's like, you know what? The work is done. We get it. I mean, this is like a textbook revival. This is we've seen the Lord work. You know, let's start. Let's start. Let's start planning our Rome trip already. Let's start. Let's start looking to. Um, let's let's go back to Jerusalem. Let's start looking at Rome. I think I think we can hand this off. I think I think I think the work's here is done, right? And it's just when they get to that point when. The empire strikes back, dun, dun, dun. and um, so, so we're going to continue on. And uh, before we do, uh, let's go ahead and uh, open up in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much for the assurance of your power, of the truth of your word, that Christ reigns, that the kingdom of light has invaded the kingdom of darkness through the son that you sent born into the world born of a, a virgin the son of god who took on flesh in order that he may he may reveal uh, um, himself to us that he may reveal lord god your purposes and promise of salvation to all sinners who would believe in his name that by believing in the name of jesus christ crucified buried and raised from the dead and ascended to heaven, that by faith in his name, Lord, we may be delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, that we may be, Lord, forgiven of our sins, our guilt wiped completely clean, and that we may be spiritually reborn as a new creation, a new person, a, 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 a new identity in Christ. And Lord, that we may be, have the assurance of everlasting life and the love of God forever and ever. So Lord, there is no greater hope. There is no greater gospel. And this is the message. This is the power of salvation that is preached, Lord, in all over the world. And you have, give, and you have entrusted your church to bring this message to, to the world. And as we do, we, we invade the, the work of the enemy. We, we, we invade the kingdom of darkness as we bring this message to light. Father God, your, your people are bringing your message into enemy territory, and the enemy does not like it. And the enemy will fight back. The enemy will counter. The enemy is poised to attack. Lord, anytime we see you work and free people from the bondage of sin, we see, Lord, the, the enemy always ready, Lord, to seek to recapture what you have taken from him. 
So, Lord God, we ask now that as we just go to your word, that you would give us hearts to receive it in faith, ears to hear, minds to understand, eyes to see, Lord, that ultimately all of your truth would bring us into greater conformity to Christ in his love, in his obedience, in his servanthood, in his truth, and in every way that glorifies you. Christ, and we pray. Amen. Okay. So um, I, th- I talked with Pastor Chris today, and so, uh, because it's a kind of a long, it's a long uh, passage, it's uh, 20, 20 verses, um, he, he recommended may- maybe we don't read through the whole thing right now, maybe we just kind of, we'll go through it section by section, we'll, we'll read through it. Okay, so let's look at verse, uh, chapter 19, Acts 19, verses 21 through, uh, through 22, and um, Hannah, would you mind reading that for us? Yeah. Just those, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Just 21 and 22. Yeah. Just whatever it sounds like, yeah, that's fine. Awesome. All right. So what what happened right before this? Um, right before this verse. So Paul is resolving in his spirit to pass to kind of go through other areas of Macedonia, make his way back to Jerusalem. Ultimately, I head to Rome. So what 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 happened right before this? It's right there in the passage. Let's kind of summarize it. What was that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were um, seeing uh, other. You know, Paul's ministry was so powerful that he was. Um, you know, that he was driving out demons and doing these mighty works that even non-Christians, even Jews were saying, hey, well, if it works for Paul, it'll work for us too. But why don't we try that, right? And, um, and uh, but of course, um, God wouldn't bless that. And um, the seven sons of Siva were driven out because they were trying to imitate um, the work of uh, Christ, not actually uh, do it in faith. And so, um, they, so the, the city saw such a great work of, of um, this demonic, um, uh, you know, uh, manifestation that they were that it, it struck fear in them, and they 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 came together and like they started burning their books, burning their um, burning their magical um, artifacts and things, and they're like, yeah, we're getting we're getting rid of all this stuff, and people start and people started turning to Christ, trusting the Lord. We see the the power hold and the and the very um, the nature of their their culture start to start to change and yeah so at this point paul's like man we've we've fulfilled the ministry here which we can we can we can call it we can we can move on we can um we can pat ourselves on the back i'm I'm sure paul didn't do that but just kind of that's the idea right it's like man like this is call let's call this a wrap and let's start thinking of the next mission leave this you know um, plant this church and um head out right and right then is where the enemy starts planning a massive counterattack to what um, Paul is, uh, to what Christ is doing in this region, right? And do you ever think about, has that ever kind of happened in your life? Maybe you've seen God work in a really 
amazing way. Maybe you've seen God answer some prayers. Maybe you've seen God really come through and uh, just do some amazing things in, in your life or in other people's lives. And you say, man, that's God and God's moving. And then what happens, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, Satan just springs some kind of trap, right? He springs some kind of um, uh, something to incite our sin. He just brings out the worst of us. He just tempts us. He discourages us, stirs up division, stirs up, um, you know, anything he can, right, to uh, disrupt the, um, the, the work that, that God is doing. I mean, does anybody, uh, can, can anybody relate to that? Any, any, Raquel, you, you raise your hand. <laughs> and you're getting, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it happens all the time. Gosh, it's happened this week, like all the time. We see, you know, uh, you know God's answered some amazing prayers in the life of the church and in, in the life of some people's, and uh, in, in some people's lives. Um, man, like so many times, like I end, you know, we end church and things are great, glorious. And then it's like, the next day, it's like, oh, man, it's just like this wave of discouragement, right? This wave of, um, this, this just weight of, you know, depression or temptation or something, right? And so, um, and so, and why is that? Because Satan is at work. Satan is at work trying to do anything he can to um, uh, destroy the work of God, uh, lead us away from what God is doing, uh, make us doubt the truth of God, out his purposes, right? Um, you know, the, we're, we're in a constant uh, battle with the enemy. We are in this um, continual um, war in the, the spiritual realm. So, um, so let's read on a little further, 23 through um, 27. 23 through 27. Can I ask Melissa? Wait, Megan. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Megan. I'm so sorry, Megan. <laughs> Amen. Any thoughts or just as we just kind of look at that passage for a bit, anything, anything sticks out or any observations? Yeah, they are they are committed to a they're they are committed to their their worldview. They're committed to their their God. They're committed to their 
um, belief system, right? And without even like considering <laughs> any um, other options, right? They're they're so committed that they they're very dogmatic about what they believe. Yes, Cami. Uh -huh. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's almost as if you think like, you know, if, 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 if the gospel wasn't disrupting their business, would they really care that, <laughs> you know, that Jesus is being preached? Would they really care what other people are doing in their homes? No, it's when it affects their, their bottom line, when it really affects them, that's where that's when it becomes an issue, right? When it, when it, when it, when the gospel presents itself at their front door, and now they have to deal with the reality of of the changes that it's bringing, right? That's when their their guard is up. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. The the gospel. Um, confronts our whole worldview. The, the, the gospel is not, um, that just brings us exactly to the point that I, I want that we want to crystallize here, right? Is that society and culture are impacted through Christ changing people's lives, right? Um, our culture wants to tell Christianity to remain in your box, right? Remain, remain, you can have your personal faith, you can have your personal belief system, right? As long as you pray, you know, quietly in your room, as long as you go to your little church and don't bother anybody, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you your space. But you cannot bring, you cannot bring the gospel into the public realm. You can't, you can't bring the gospel into the, the world of business. You can't bring the gospel into the social forum. You can't bring the gospel into the military. You can't bring the gospel into the, um, into, uh, into, into popular culture, right? It doesn't belong there. Well, guess what? You know, as if, if the, as the gospel is being preached faithfully and people, um, it's going to bring people out of darkness and into light. People are going to be um, brought out of um, their citizenship in Satan's kingdom. They're going to be brought into the citizenship of Christ's kingdom, but they're still going to be <laughs> um, living their lives amongst, amongst society. Um, the gospel is not going to be restrained by any sense of man's boundaries, any sense of cultural uh, standards or anything. The, the, the gospel is not going to be um, uh, is not going to uh, let itself be limited to what we think is comfortable or keeps it out. No, um, Christ is here to take over. Christ is here to, um, Christ is conquered. Um, light can have nothing to do with darkness. They are at, at odds with one another and there's, um, and, uh, there's, and they are at constant war with, with one another. And, um, we see that, um, uh, as the, as, 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 uh, as uh, Christ is preached, people's lives are changed. Um, it's going to have, it's going to affect culture. It's going to affect society um, in a way that from our perspective is good, but from society's perspective is very unwelcomed, very, and, um, and society's not gonna know what to do with us. Society's not gonna know what to, um, is, is not gonna welcome us. Um, we, uh, and, and just and, and just really quickly, it's important to see how um, how the church goes about 
bringing social change and social transformation, right? Who, who, who agrees that the world has some pretty messed up things going on right now? Would you agree with that? Would you agree that the world has problems? <laughs> Would you agree that there's things in the world that need to change? <laughs> Would you agree that, hey, there's things like starvation, there's things like war, there's things like racism, there's things like domestic violence, and that these things are bad <laughs> and that we don't want them in society, right? Well, what, what, what does, what is this, well, even, even secular culture sees that these things are bad. Right? Even, even unbelievers say, know that, hey, racism is bad, poverty is bad. But what's the answer? It's like, well, let's just say no to racism. Let's just say no to poverty. Let's just say no to hunger. And yeah, 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 yeah. And let's do it. And then what happens? Nothing happens, right? <laughs> because the world is the way, because the world, because the issue is not these things. The issue is sinful people living in sinful ways, people, being in, uh, people living according to their slavery to greed, uh, their, their slavery to lust, slavery to pride, whatever it is. The, the issues are just the symptoms of the problem of the human nature living itself out. The world the way it is the way it is because sinners are bound by our wicked nature. We are the one that cause all of these things, right? And even if you try to say, okay, well, let's, yay, we, we stopped hunger here for a little bit. Guess what? In, in five, you know, it's the, the exact same problem is going to come again or a new problem is going to come up because it doesn't solve the ultimate problem of sin. It doesn't solve the ultimate problem of, of us being bound to um, being self-serving, idol-worshiping um, people who are, um, just full of every uh, malice that is in rebellion to God, right? So how do you really change culture? Is by, you change culture by changing lives. And who can change lives? Only Jesus Christ, right? Only Jesus Christ can change the person within, right? Only Jesus Christ can deliver us from uh, uh, a slavery to greed and give us a heart of generosity and charity, right? Only, only Jesus Christ can deliver us from bondage to lust and, and pornography and, and give us a spirit of self-control, a, a, um, a, a spirit of holiness, right? Um, uh, if uh, only, only Christ can, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it is, if, if a slavery to anger, right? If, if you're a slave to anger and you, all of these things happen, all, all of this violence and all of these destructive things happen because we're slave to anger. We do dumb things. Well, only Christ can take that anger and give us patience, love, self-control, right? And so if you truly want to change uh, the world, right? Preach Christ and let him change people's hearts. That's the only thing that's going to bring real lasting change in this world in, in a positive way. And it's going to ripple effect through the culture, right? So he says, right in verse 23, he says, there arose, uh, in verse 23, at the time there arose no little disturbance <laughs> concerning the way, right? So what was happening? Paul was, Paul was preaching, Paul was um, going out, sharing the gospel. People were hearing the good news of Jesus. And people who used to live their lives um, worshiping Artemis. Um, and and also, so let me just say a, a few things about Artemis. Okay, Artemis was the Greek uh, god of uh, fertility, uh, worshipped through, um, you know, through uh, a lot of sexual perversion, uh, temple prostitutes, orgies, 
Um, people would basically come and from all over the world to worship at Artemis's temple. Uh, her temple was one of the seven wonders of the world, and people from all over the world used to come, and they used to, um, and they used to, you know, bring offerings, bring money, and they used to buy like these little. Artemis statues and shrine and say, hey, you can have your own little Artemis uh, to take home with you and you can and and she'll bless you. And she was this very uh, grotesque looking god, god of fertility. She is, you know, multiple breasts and um, just very, um, you know, and uh, but yet was just worshipped by um, this pagan society. Well, what happens when Paul uh, preaches the gospel to these people who are who who in their minds, right, um, have always thought Artemis is so great. They've always worshipped at her temple. They've always given money to her. They've always participated in the in the worship, in the sexual things. Well, what happens now? They're like, no, we're done with that. <laughs> we're walking away from we're walking away from the idolatry. We're walking away from the perversion. We're walking away from all the greed and all of the and all the worldliness associated with it. We're done, right? They don't show up anymore. And so what happens is that people don't come to the temple, they don't put their money in, they don't buy shrines, they don't buy statues, right? So this whole business that was uh, industry that was predicated on um, Artemis has, um, has, completely been, um, has completely been wiped out. Um, and so we see, right, how, you see, Paul wasn't on a mission to say, hey, let's go to Ephesus, and let's bring down Artemis. Let's go to let's go to Ephesus and and declare war on the on the temple worshipers. No, he's like we're gonna just go in and preach Christ. <laughs> we're gonna go in and preach Jesus. But by them doing that, this is the effect, right? This is the this is the effect of what happens. And in the in the same way, right? And so, um, uh, and so do we? And so we we see very clearly, right? And I guess it brings us to our main point. Right, is that the culture is not going to stand for that. Once the culture sees that, hey, this Jesus thing is starting to, um, is starting to infringe on my deal, this, this whole Jesus thing is starting, to, um, is, starting to, is starting to disrupt the balance of things, the culture will fight back, right? And ultimately, what is the power behind the culture, right? It's, 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 the, it's the kingdom of darkness. It's, it's Satan. He is going to... Um, he's going to arouse the culture to to fight back, to push against the work of the gospel, right? And that's what we uh, see happening here. So again, um, so let's just think about this. Um, they so the uh, so so Demetrius, he was a silversmith. He gathered his workmen together. He said, men, you see that from this business, we have our wealth. You see that not only is Ephesus, it's almost all ages, Paul is persuaded, turned away many people. He said, there is danger, not only that this trade of ours may come to disrespute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, that she may be even deposed from her magnificence. So let's think about this really quick. All right, so the god Artemis had a glory to, to it. It had a... They, it had an admiration to it, but ultimately because Artemis offered them something, right? She was a god made in, right, in, in, in man's image right, to, um, to try to, uh, to, to offer them some kind of hope, to offer them some kind of good, right? Um, and just really quick, just really think, 
what, God, what, what, are the, what gods of this age are we confronted with? What, what gods of this age are we confronted with? And what do they offer us? What do they offer us? What, like, I mean, does our culture worship Jesus? No, right? Our, but our culture worships something. What, what do we worship? Christian? Social media. Yeah, you want to explain? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yes, yeah. I gosh, I'm teaching high. I'm I'm, I'm teaching high school this year, and even it's so funny to hear you talk of talk about like an uncle. You're like, oh, back in my days, oh, we had to keep our phones in our pockets. I'm like, oh, in our days, we never even had phone. We had to go pay phone, bro. And I'm just like, man, it's so funny just to see how quickly time passes, man. Um, but yeah, I'm teaching high school now, and gosh, I, it's almost just like you gotta you gotta even let them have their fix. In class, okay, let's get through this assignment, and then okay, let's just put our phones away. Okay, we're done. Okay, let's work on this now. All right, we're done. Yeah, and but I agree, social media is, is such a god of this age. Um, it's something that I mean, just look at how much uh, money is driven right through through marketing. Through um, it, it's such a powerful engine, and and what drives it, right? It's this sense of look at me. Look at my Instagram, <laughs> look at my Facebook. Yeah, look at, you know what's funny? Someone, I, I, was, uh, I was doing like, a, I was working with some youth a couple years ago and they're like, oh, oh, pastor, you do Facebook? Oh, Facebook is so dead already, <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> just Facebook, but you know, but when it first came out, it was just like, to us, it was like, whoa, Facebook, yeah, look at my profile, look at, look at me, right? It's just, it's just, and what does that offer us? Like, what is, what is that offering us? When we, when we, you know, because I mean, if we're spending hours and hours on social media, you think it's fair to say we're worshiping, <laughs> in a sense, something that it's presenting? We're worshiping. I mean, if we're devoting hours of our time on Instagram, we're seeking something, right? We're looking for something. We think it's going to, we're, we're seeking something that it gives. And what, like, what is that? What is it, what does it give us that we're seeking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, self-worship, whatever, it's, some, it's something that's just going to make me feel good in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so again, these temp, so these, uh, so these, um, uh, these these uh, idol makers, these silversmiths, right? They're they're coming together and saying, "Oh, our, our god Artemis, she's losing her glory. We're we're uh, losing her wealth, and why? Because of this truth that is confronting the um, the whole basis of what they stand for, saying that gods made with hands are not gods." Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that the gods made with hands are not God. Right, so as he's preaching the gospel, the gospel truth, the gospel truth confronts a, uh, some sort of false truth that the idol makers hold to, right? So every kind of, any way that the, in, there's an, any, any way that an idol um, 
uh, appeals to us, it's offering us some kind of version of truth. It's offering us some kind of false promise, right? And only, the, and only when we go through the truth of the gospel, right, do we, do we know how the gospel addresses and attacks back, right, all of these, false, these falsehoods, right? So how does the gospel speak to something like social media, right? So, so, so social media is a God that we worship. How does a gospel respond? I mean, is Jesus happy that, hey, yeah, my followers are spending hours and hours on their phones taking pictures of themselves and spending all this time wonder, want, you know, worried about uh, how they look to their friends or how many likes? Yeah, that's what, you think Jesus is saying that? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But what would the gospel say? What would the gospel right, say to us and in, in the gods that we worship? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and even more greater than self-love, the love of Christ. We have the love of God, right? Is like, why am I so cons? The gospel teaches us that that God sent His Son to die for me and redeem me. Uh, to, to, to that, that Jesus Christ gave his life and suffered so that God could save me to himself? Um, is the love of God not enough, <laughs> right? Is the, you know, and, and I've had, and so the Gospels has really had to uh, confront that deception in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm like so concerned about how people see me. I, I want to be loved. I want to be respected. I want and the whole time, do I care how God sees me? Do I care how I'm honoring him? Do I care how, how I'm following um, what he's calling me to do? No. The gospel tells us, you know what? Put, cut all that away and focus on what I think of you, what I think of your life right now, what I think of the choices you're making, how I see your image right now. The gospel calls us to find our love, our identity, our, our assurance and um, confidence in Christ, whereas, right, we step out of that, and when we think, okay, somewhere on social media, I'm going to find some sense of affirmation. I'm going to send some, I'm going to find something that I, uh, worthy of my attention, right? In the same way, the gospel says, what's, what's more worthy of worship and attention than God himself, right? Why is, why is this social media so much uh, more appealing, right, than the word of God, right, or serving someone in Christ, or doing or doing God's work, right? And so again, am I saying social media is bad? I am not. I am not saying social media is bad. What's bad is the human heart which makes idols out of things, right? So that's the issue, right? Is that we, the issue is the human heart making idols for itself. All right. Um, all right. What's, uh, what, what's another one? What's another God of this age? Celebrities, okay. What was that? Oh, what were you saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Is there a particular celebrity that you once idolized? Huh? Let's see. Like Justin Bieber or something, Khalil? No, it's just like, I'm car, baby, baby. No, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the whole reason, you know, uh, the whole reason I learned to play guitar was because I wanted to I, I wanted to be uh, 
um, James Hetfield and, and play for Metallica. I, I, I wanted to be a rock star. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to be a heavy metal star when I grew, when I was in, in uh, middle school, when I was in middle school, right? Um, that's the whole reason I learned, I, I learned to play guitar in the first place. Why? Because I, want, I thought I would be so cool, right, if I could be like them, right? If, if I could have that kind of adoration, if I could have that kind of coolness, if I could have that kind of respect and things, oh man, then, I'd be, I'd be happy, right? I'd be, I'd be fulfilled, right? But obviously, uh, right, God's told me, God's taught me through a very long and slow process. I think it probably wasn't until I was probably in my, maybe like, probably past, I think once I had kids, maybe that's when it, maybe that's when that whole dream <laughs> died down. Maybe that's when it, even when I was married to Mel, I think there was still part of me that was like, yeah, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm going to make it, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> and so. <laughs> and I'm just like, um, and so, but yeah, the same thing. So how would, how would the gospel answer that kind of idol in my life? How would God's truth speak that? Yeah, Pastor Chris? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Absolutely. I've, I want for myself all the glory that ultimately is due Christ. I, I have a heart that's really set against him because I want for him, <laughs> I, I want that what's due him, his name for myself. I want to be glorified. I, and I have that need for, um, I have that need for uh, respect or praise. I want the praise of man, right? Um, and so, right, the gospel says that, hey, <laughs> Um, if, if you really, what does the gospel teach us? If you really want to be great, be the least in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> if you want to be first, be last. <laughs> oh man, I hate that, Lord. I want to, I want to be first. I want to be, I want to be at the top. I don't want the lowest seat, right? That just, it just, um, it just, it just poo-poo's my whole, my whole mojo. You know, I want myself, you know, I want it all to be me, me, me. And, um, Right, but what does the gospel do? It's like just told, it, it points us to Christ and look, look to your Savior. <laughs> he who did not count equality to, grist, to, to be grasped, humbled himself as a servant and um, gave his life on the cross, emptied of himself to serve, right? What does the gospel teach us, right? Is look to Christ, take up your cross and, 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 and uh, die that you may live, right? Die to yourself. Okay, um, so just, um, again, so uh, just kind of moving on. Um, there's, uh, so there's all types, I mean, all types of different gods. We, we could speak and spend all night, just a few, right? Just, um, so just kind of making it a little bit more parallel with, with the culture and kind of a parallel with the story, right? So they, they were in a business that was, uh, completely, um, uh, um, that was completely dependent on this worship of, of Artemis, right? And there's no give and take here. Like, you know, sometimes... You know, I mean, business is, business is good, okay? Uh, do not let anybody tell you that business is wrong, making a profit is wrong, that, um, that um, selling goods and services is wrong, right? What's wrong, right, is, is our own sin and the way that we can corrupt anything, right? So you could be selling a great product and service, but if, but if you're doing it deceitfully, if you're, if you're doing it unethically, well, then that makes it wrong, but not the business itself, right? Um, however, there are some, there are, in, in this fallen world, um, there are uh, businesses, there's whole industries 
right, that serve um, our sinful nature, that, that serve um, sinful ideologies. And, and there's really no, uh, there's no meeting between them. There's no like, hey, I, I, I really, there's, there's no like you can redeem this, you know. Uh, gambling for one, right, gambling, I, I was trying to think of a parallel, like, but gambling in the same sense. Um, we, we, we went to the Grand Canyon uh, last year. We had to fly through Vegas, so we, and I, I never go to Vegas, so I just say, oh, wow, cheap hotels here. MGM Grand, wow, pool for the kids, right, <laughs> you know? We go to, what do we get there? Oh my gosh, casinos and drunk people and smoke, and it's just like, and, um, and what struck me is like, and so you definitely see like these gambling addicts, right? They just sit there at the slot machine, putting, uh, putting, uh, putting money in constantly, right? Um, and, and it's funny. Um, and, and I could tell, you know, like, hey, the, the casino is doing everything it can to keep this person locked in to their, to their addiction, to keep them locked in to their, um, to their, their, their gambling. Right, um, it's, it, there's even a law now that casinos have to on the um, on the slot machine or or the whatever whatever wherever you get your you put your money in and get it out. It's like there's a sign now that says, "Hey, gambling can lead to addiction. If if you have an addiction, call this number." Blah blah. But what's so funny is that they'll put it on for like two seconds and it'll go away, and then there'll be an advertisements and stuff, and then put it on two seconds because they have to by law. By law, they have to say that, but they, they'll, they'll, put, they'll put the absolute minimum amount of, of uh, information so that you can't really read it, right? Because they're just like, no, we want to keep people locked into this, right? So they, they just keep pumping money in, right? Um, what, does, what, does that, what does that God of gambling offer them, right? What, what does their God offer them, right? Quick, like a get, get rich quick. You know, kind of the I, I I can I can get rich without working. I can just if I just hit that one, if I just get that one hand, if I just get that one lucky slot, it could change everything. I'm just they're just worshiping that idea, right? And and the casinos just just thrive off of this, and and they just raking the money. Well, what happens? Okay, um, I, I have a I have a brother um, in Vegas. His name is Rolo, and he's a pastor in the church there, and and he just he goes on to preach. He goes out to the uh, um, the strip and witnesses and evangelizes. And what happens when um, when the power of God works to um, to to uh, to bring someone with a gambling addiction to Christ, to to bring them to uh, spiritual rebirth, right? Um, it, it it breaks them free, right, of that. Of that desert, or at least it, it it breaks them of the powers of of sin's power over them. Maybe it's still a struggle, but now that the spirit of Christ is working within them, giving them the strength to pray and seek grace and and seek freedom in Christ, and slowly but slowly, right, it changes their behavior, right. And so I'm sure Vegas isn't going to care about like one person, you know. But what if it were like what happens if there's mass revival, right? What happens if, you know, there's mass revival amongst the casinos and all these people came to Christ? What, what would happen, right? Is that there would be there would be mutiny, right, amongst the the casino owners, the shareholders, because hey, where's where's our money going to? Um, where's 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 it going? Uh, just I mean, again, I'm just you can think of a whole bunch, right? Um, illegal narcotics, prostitution, pornography. Um, right, just these. There's 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 certain things, right? Certain industries um, that 
that cult that, that just prey upon the, the things that we worship, right? Um, pornography offers, is a God that offers, right, this, this fantasy, this pleasure, right, for us to pursue, right, that um, just distorts our image, our, our um, that, are, that, that just distorts our purpose and, and humanity as God's image bearers, right? Um, illegal drugs, right? They offer this illusion of escape. They offer this illusion of fulfillment or happiness that you'll get, right, by, by taking these uh, drugs, right? And there's all these, there's industries, right, that just, they're, they're so dependent upon these kinds of uh, behaviors um, that it's, uh, that if, you know, Christ were to, um, that when, when, when Christ um, uh, works amongst them, right, um, there's, there's going to be a major impact, right, in, the, in, the, in, these, in these types of businesses. Um, so I think we'll all agree, like, oh, yeah, Pastor Johnny, you know, those, those are easy. Yeah, gambling is wrong. Porn is wrong. Um, illegal drugs are wrong. Drugs are bad. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, those are, um, we'll see. Um, yeah, we can definitely say that those things are, bad and even society will say those things are bad but let's try to let's let's stir the pot a little bit even deeper okay so what ha- so let's think about the gods of this stage not just as industries or businesses but secular ideas and values right what about the what about the what about the topic of abortion and the and the right to abortion what happens right the the, the culture worships this idea that hey a woman has, has a right to choose to kill her child in the room, in, in the womb. It's a right. You cannot infringe on that right. It is a woman's right to do so. The culture is, our culture is so committed, right, to that ideal that if you, if you, you know, if, if you step out of the church, you enter the, the university, you enter the political forum, you enter the, um, you enter the public sphere, and you say, no, abortion is a sin. <laughs> abortion is wrong. Um, abortion is, um, is, is, um, uh, 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 abortion is, is evil. Abortion must be stopped. What are, you're going to get pushback, right? You were, the, the, the culture is going to come back at you with full force. You know, you, you, uh, you misogynist, you, um, you woman hater, you, um, you oppressor, right? Um, just like the, um, and just like we're going to see in a little bit, right? The, the, the culture is going to, you're going to rattle the culture. Or what, what about uh, homosexuality and gender identity, right? You say, no, the Bible says homosexuality is a sin, okay? I know it's 2022, right? And, and many, even many conservatives at this point have said, you know what, it just doesn't matter. Just no, the Bible says homosexuality is a sin. And, and if you, and if you have, and, um, and, uh, and, if, and, if, and if we dare even say that, right? Um, what happens? We, we get the full force of the, of the culture um, uh, coming against us, right? But the gospel speaks to all these things. Right, the the gospel tells you know the the woman ha- who's had an abortion or, or the or the nurse who's given abortions right that there's forgiveness in God there's grace in Jesus Christ that if you repent all your sins can be forgiven you can be made new all your your uh, slate can be wiped clean it tells the homosexual who's like yeah I was born this way we can say yeah I know because you're born a sinner. 
That's what sin does. Sin corrupts our human nature. But guess what? The new birth in Jesus Christ can make you a new person. The new person in Christ can, can give you a new nature. The, whole, the, the, the new person in Christ can give you the self-control and the, and, the, and the strength to pursue holiness. And you know what? And even if you fail, and even if you, there's grace, there's forgiveness in Jesus Christ, right? Um, and so the gospel speaks to these things. But you can't, you can't say these things to the culture, right? You, it, it's all or nothing, right? It's like, no, we won't even listen. So um, how, much, how much time do we have, Pastor Chris? Are we, are we past? We're past, aren't we? Okay, sorry, okay. All right. Um, so, let's see. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, right, and so, I'm just going to leave it at this. <laughs> just think about, if you can walk away with anything this week, just think about, this is just one thing that you can really just think through these things. Again, what what does the God of this age look like in your life or your or maybe in your industry? You know, um, what what are the gods of this age in this this world? What are they offering us? What is it? Um, what is it that people are drawn to in these things, right? And how does the gospel speak to these things? How does the gospel? How does the truth of the gospel? set us free and and give us a a true understanding a a biblical truth to stand on in speaking to them so what happens after this and i guess pastor chris will take the ball next week and finish it off but is the but right you you see you basically see this out of control reaction from the 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 tradesmen you see you see this rage you see this confusion you see this um major um pushback you know on a massive level and where they they're rioting they're dragging um paul's uh they're they're dragging paul's companions out and um and we see that the the culture is going to come back with full force right and we see it today right when um you saw we we saw it many times these past couple years right um what happens when um when certain values or ideals of the world are, are challenged or confronted, right? Rioters in Portland. It's funny, like there's, um, you know, there's, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you follow the, the, the news, but right, Mel, you know, Mel uh, was from Oregon. We go, to, we go to Oregon quite often. And the funny thing about Oregon is just that, you know, everyone, you know, like everyone looks like her, you know, just white and, <laughs> Like just you know, pretty you know, and 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 you know, educated and just like hey, we're you know pretty um, you know like have lived pretty you know like pretty comfort free lives, but there's very much just this sense of just self righteous like um, condensation where they're just so like you know um, you know uh, just about you know don't eat you know these kinds of um, non-organic foods, and if you do, oh, you're so fat, or don't, you know, and, and it just, and, but, so what, what, what do we see happen in Portland this past year, right, just these, these uh, Antifa people just rioting, destroying things, and, and for what, right, they're, they don't have anything to um, stand on, they're just this idea that, oh, man, we're, we're fighting racism, we're fighting oppression, and we kind of see the same thing happening in, um, this next uh, this next section here, but I'm gonna 
I didn't get the, I didn't really get to the good stuff tonight. I'm gonna save that for next week because we're gonna just see like this crazy response from the Ephesians, and we're gonna just see a lot of uh, parallels that we can draw uh, with um, with today in our in our culture. But the main thing is this, right? Um, the church preaches the gospel. the 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 word of Christ endures. Um, whatever happens, the kingdom of light will continue to uh, invade, will continue to um, break the powers of darkness um, in all cultures as simply these God's people are faithful to his truth. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of salvation for those who believe. Right? If we want to see this world change, if we want to see a real um, transformation happen, Point people to the cross, point people to the name of Christ, point people to the truth of his word. Let him change people because people are the culture. The culture will change and he will be glorified. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank you for our time tonight. Lord, you thank you, Lord, for just not for not uh, leaving us to our um <clears throat> Lord, thank you for not leaving us to our bondage in sin and idolatry. Lord God, we are these people. We are these worshipers of Artemis. This was us in our, in our, um, in our uh, sinful born state. We are rebels at heart. We are idolaters. We are self-seekers. And Lord God, it is only because the power of Christ um, living in us, active through the truth of your word, Lord, that we have been set free, that we have been made new, that we have uh, been reborn. And Lord God, I, um, uh, we just ask, Father God, that you give us strength to persevere. Lord, I think everyone here hopefully can say that you, you have been at work. You are doing wonderful, wonderful things, Lord God. You are bringing, uh, you are bringing um, life to dead people, you are opening the sight of the blind. You are, um, you are giving hope. You are bringing forgiveness and grace. And Lord, as as we rejoice in these things, we know that the enemy is always at work, seeking to trip us up, bring us back into um, the trip us back into the 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 things that we were once slaves to. We pray, Father God, that we would not be ignorant of His ways. Pray that you protect our church, Lord, from such things. We know that the enemy is always seeking to stir up division, uh, teach false truths, to um, work his um, deception and destroy the work that you are doing. Lord, we are just weak and um, and uh, frail sheep, Lord. We are not powerful in of ourselves, but we just simply trust in a powerful God who is... Um, who is reigning, who is working all things uh, in his purposes for, for our good and for his glory. So Lord, build us up and continue to un unite us in you, Lord, that we may simply become uh, the people of God that you are pleased uh, to, dwell, to dwell amongst and that your light would shine through us and as we grow in your love and your truth. Christ, and we pray. Amen.